uh -huh. invest in and follow principles, that has proved to be pretty successful. This landlord's gonna make almost two million bucks over the next 12 years for doing something one time. Mm -hmm. And that's like residual. This guy's got another seven retail spaces and he's got 10 stories of apartments about it. And I'm like, man, I'm on the wrong side of the coin, right? I need to own real estate, not broker it. You start doing deals that are absolutely life-changing, like that put you on the path for intergenerational wealth. Welcome to the Real Estate Home Runs podcast. I am your host, Louis Van der Horst. This is a podcast for busy professionals who want to learn about passive income producing strategies that have helped others crush it in the real estate world. Whether you are a new or seasoned real estate investor, this is the podcast for you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Estate Home Runs podcast. We have John Crutchfield, who has a teaching background. And we both taught social studies. It's great. This is going to be a good interview. Thanks for joining man, us, I'm glad John. to be on here. Yeah, man. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for just connecting with me a little bit before the call. Both have that synergy as being former teachers. You're a teacher right now. So Yeah, right. <laughs> um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, we share a little that you taught what if you want to share about that and then how you got started with your real estate journey. My mom's a teacher, so grew up in a teaching family, went to college, wasn't really quite sure what I wanted to do with my life. So, you know, did what most people do. And I said I would go to college for four years and get a degree, went the alternate certification route to get my teaching license since I said, well, I need to have a job. And my mom's a teacher. I think I'm pretty good at that. So became a teacher. That first year I was teaching, I didn't even have a classroom because the school I was at didn't have enough classrooms for teachers. So I had to push a little cart around to other teachers' rooms on their planning period. And I would teach in their rooms. It's funny how far things have come. Yeah, the real struggle. But taught math, taught science, taught social studies, seventh and eighth graders. And then wasn't quite like satisfied. Like I was reaching my potential. People would say, hey, hey you'd be a good principal. So I took a license, got my master's, became a principal of a school. So that was pretty be fun. Did that for three years. Then I had kids. And so now they're nine and seven years old. But back then they were like one and three. And my wife was like, man, you're spending all your time at the school. I had to be at every game, every basketball, football game to supervise children after hours. I still have photos of my son on the football sideline with me on Friday nights. And it just all came to a head where I needed to be doing something where I could make good money because I felt like I was making good money as a principal. But the time, I was trading time for money. And so everything kind of came to a head and I ended up meeting somebody at my church that was retired like 50. And it was really odd because he was really young. And I asked him one day after church to show me what he did. And he showed me spreadsheets of rental properties. And he was like, if you can run a school, you can do this too. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, actually, like, I never imagined starting my own business until he said, if you can run a school, you can run your own business. Wow. And he knows now, because I told him a couple of weeks ago, but like that phrase changed my life. And five years later, I've got a $20 million rental portfolio. I flip houses, I wholesale houses, I rent houses, I have apartments. Of course, I help investors make great returns. I got an education business. So all <laughs> kinds of things that I've got my hands in from that one little conversation. And so I like jumping on podcasts, talking to folks like you who've got it going on, getting word out there, helping people get knowledge, but also helping people get great returns. And definitely excited to talk to you 
today on the Real Estate Home Runs podcast, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Going to be hitting uh, home runs here and sharing about singles, doubles, because not, not every deal is going to be a home run. Yeah. I have a baseball background, so it's the two and two go together. Yeah. So what did you teach inner city or suburban or what, what kind of yeah, inner city? I taught in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Some people know like North Baton Rouge. And then I was a principal at Karen Crow high school, which is uh, about an hour west of there. And that was more like not inner city, but it's very rural. So, okay. you know, not a very affluent population. And then I was a principal in Memphis, Tennessee, downtown, north side Memphis. So as inner city as you can get, school 120 years old, like just real education happening. So fell in love with the community, fell in love with it. It's hard teaching in the inner city, but you can make some real good relationships and connections that last for a lifetime. And that's the part I miss sometimes, that community leadership aspect. But yeah, that's the, the long answer to inner city. Okay. And walk us through the uh, first deal that you did. How was that? Was it a single family, multifamily? And how were you able to purchase it? So the first deal I did, I probably would say was more of an accident. So I actually got married very young too and got married at 19. And so we bought a house within our first year of getting married, hundred uh, percent financing. She had a good job. So we were able to get financed through a local community bank. And a year later, decided that we didn't want to live there and moved, but we kept the house as a rental house. And then four years later, of course, like families do, we had bought another house and we wanted to move. And so we said, hey, this situation is working pretty good with the other one. Let's rent. But we said we wanted to move. And so we put a renter in the next house. And so our first three rental properties were really houses that we bought for ourselves and we just moved so quickly that we didn't have a lot of equity in them and we needed somebody to cover our mortgage payments. So by the time that, you know, that church member convinced me that I could start a business out of this, we had three rental properties that were former homes that we owned. We still have those today. And I would say that the first deal that really counts was a single family house. It cost me 15,000 bucks in Tupelo, Mississippi. I financed it using a credit card and did all the things that are risky to get that going. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like to tell that story if you want to hear that story, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was the first one. Okay. And probably those deals are hard to find now, 15,000, at least I'm noticing that in my, that same house now is probably 45,000 in the same condition that it was in. That's just five years ago. So three times as much in just five years. Wow. Yeah. So now you're into, I see converting hotels to multifamily apartments. I know. That's exciting. That seems uh, yeah. like uh, an on tap area. You want to share more about that? Yeah. So right now me and a partner are flipping uh, motels. We've got two motels in Iowa that we're renovating. The price per door is low because of COVID and a lot of motels and hotels were heavily affected when people stopped traveling and were worried about getting sick. So the price per door we noticed came down to where uh, it was worth the risk to take some investments in creating people boxes for people who want to have affordable, clean, and safe housing. So that's what we do right now is we, we're looking for projects where people are kind of tired of managing them. We're buying directly from owners and taking them and putting in a kitchenette and putting in some newer upgrades to the flooring, the paint, just the setup 
where people would want to live on the property. And uh, we're renting them out long-term instead of renting them out daily. So pretty fun project. What I like most about motel conversions is that you really can get into them at an affordable price. Whereas right now, a lot of multifamily is just the cap rates have compressed so much that, you know, people are just really paying a lot for them and certainly hope they make money. But that type of risk is not something that I usually take on. Okay. And especially without knowing how the market is going to go, where it's going to shift. If you're paying high price for something now, two or three years from now, it may drop. So all of a sudden you have an asset that's, uh, whose debt is a lot higher than what is worth at the time. And you don't want that. Yeah. So now that you got started and stuff, what would you recommend for some people that are looking to get started perhaps with their first large apartment building? Yeah. So somebody looking to get started, what I would start with, and I've actually thought about this a lot. Like if I was starting over, what would I do differently? Thinking about it long-term is very important. So not trying to hit a home run, right? No pun intended, but not trying to hit a home run. like on the first deal, but trying to think about it like a new career where you're going to have some singles and second bases, possibly some home runs that are unpredictable. And so really, like if I could go back, I would have been thinking about getting a really firm education. What are all of the areas that I can invest in as an investor? Which one fits my personality best? And then finding a mentor or somebody that's in that space doing that that doesn't mind spending the time with you to teach you, that doesn't mind uh, spending the time to actually mentor you. Maybe that looks like you working with them or you providing some kind of value to the mentor. But if I was getting started, I would really find a mentor in the area that I wanted to be in and think long-term, not think like I can do this now. Because I run into that a lot with folks that are just getting in where they want to try to hit a home run within the first 12 months. And that could happen. But if that's the attitude that you go into it with and it doesn't happen, then it's very unlikely that you'll consistently hit that, right? Like that you'll hit that target. Whereas when I think about real estate investing, even now I'm doing larger projects, but I'm just doing the same types of deals over and over again. Right. So you might hear I've done single family, I've done small multifamily, I've got a 66 unit apartment complex. Now we've got two motels. Right. You may hear that and think, okay, he's doing a lot of different stuff. But in reality, I'm doing the same thing I did on that $15,000 house, which is burr it, right? Buy something that's distressed or messed up, renovate it. Okay. Put a tenant in it and rent it out and then refinance that with the bank. And you can do that on a single family. You can do that on a small multifamily, large multifamily, motel, right? Mm -hmm. You can do it on a business. You can burr a business. So finding a mentor that's doing something that you want to do and being focused and consistent, thinking long-term is very important for somebody just getting started. That's really good. Because if you don't know what you're aiming, you lose focus. You lose your why. Someone share with me that if you don't have a goal and you just base that off of, oh, I'm just, just want to make more money, just make more money. You might lose focus because that's always going to yeah. keep increasing. But if you have something tangible and attainable goal, it's easier to stay focused. That's good. Yeah. 
So you have the teaching background, heard somebody say to you that if you could teach, you could buy apartments and stuff, and now you yeah. are doing it. What would you say is the next step for you? What's in store for you? Maybe three years or four years would. Yeah. I wish I could say I have that clear goal that you're talking about. There's one thing that I definitely know that I'll be doing, which is I'll still be burying, right? Mm -hmm. I'll still be buying distressed properties, fixing them up, renting them out like that consistently is building wealth over time for mm -hmm. me. The scale that I'm doing that at will probably change. So I just had a meeting with a project manager who's going to take over doing the Burr strategy on all of my single family, right? So I won't even be involved in that. That'll be happening with somebody else on my team. But I think that three to four years from now, what I really want to be spending time doing is giving back to the community in ways that are really impactful. So I'm still very passionate about teaching, very passionate about education. I know that some of the opportunities that I'm being afforded are only happening because of the quality of education I got in school. So I'm still that guy that loves to be in a school reading to students or doing motivational talks or just helping out as a volunteer because I remember what it was like to need that when I was teaching. And I wanna be doing that more often. But in business, I think providing opportunities and reaching back for other people that are trying to get where I'm headed is crucial, like to always be reaching back and helping other people. Tons of people are looking for lifestyle freedom. Like I was a teacher and a principal living paycheck to paycheck, okay? I went from making $23,000 my first year teaching a year, okay? To making $130,000 my last year as a principal, okay? And I was broke all of that time, right? Spending everything that came in, right? And I think the largest check I ever saw might've been like a bonus that we got for something. And it might've been like $3,000 after taxes. So that was the largest check. And that to me was great. Like I had a good job. People call me Dr. Crutchfield principal. Like I thought that was great. And that first $15,000 house deal that I did, I put $15,000 on a credit card, put another $15,000 in renovations on another credit card and talked to a banker. And he wrote me a check for $50,000. Like I had never seen that type of income, that type of money moving. And when you start to see those numbers moving, it opens up your eyes to a world that I didn't even know existed. And I was a community leader. Like I was somebody teaching people's kids what they should do when they grow up. And I didn't yeah. even know that they could do better than what I was doing. Like in my mind, like what I was doing, this is the ultimate pinnacle of success. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. I smile every time I think about it because I never told a kid while I was teaching that they could own their own business because that wasn't my worldview. My and worldview it's not was, taught in school. It's nowadays. It's not taught in school. I yeah. told him. I hey, gave him a rich dad, poor dad book whenever I can. <laughs> Look, you know that now, but I didn't know that. I always told him, grow up, go to college get a job. That yeah. was my thing. And I look back at it now and I'm like, how many kids are the problem kids or the kids that I could tell they were going to be entrepreneurs, but I didn't even think that that was something that I should be pushing in my classroom and I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And I think it's good that you open your eyes and now you're able to go back and invest in your community like that and change kids' lives, especially with the demographics we both have experience with. Like many kids come from homes without a father figure, yeah. you know, so yeah. for them, they may not have someone that can instill those principles in them and teach them that. Absolutely. Absolutely.
So that's good. So what are three principles you would say that have helped you hit real estate singles, doubles, or triples? Yeah. So number one, you got to get an education. So you've got to have a foundation, whether it be reading books or whether it be finding mentors, you've got to have a good, solid educational foundation, right? Number two, you got to have a plan. Right. So if your goal is to quit your job, then, you know, how many houses do you need? How many rental houses do you need to do that? How many wholesale deals do you need to be doing to be able to do that? And then the third principle for me really is a hustle principle. Get an education, make a plan, and then realize to do what you want to do probably requires more effort than you could ever imagine. And consistently working, consistently giving effort, it gives great results. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. How can people stay in contact with you, learn more about what you're up to? Yeah, man. So I'm on Instagram at grab the map. That's the name of my company. Okay. And I'm probably more easy to find on Facebook. Jonathan Crutchfield is my name on Facebook. I also have a Facebook group that I'm very active in. It's the wealth and real estate Facebook group. And that's where I spend a lot of my time. So I probably should have listed that one first, but I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at grab the map. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for uh, joining us. Man, this is great. I'm very appreciative for the invite. I want to stay connected with you because where you are, man, like that's, that's where fulfillment is. And Thank I'm sure you. we'll have some offline conversations about it, but very thankful to be on the podcast and to deepen our relationship. We hope you enjoyed this interview and got some value out of it to help you in your real estate investing journey. If you can take just a minute, please do us a favor and leave a review. Hit the like button on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to our podcast on and subscribe so you can hear future episodes. Also, don't forget to check out our Real Estate Home Runs Podcast community Facebook group where you are able to connect with some great listeners. If you're an investor who is crushing it and want to share some information centered around passive income in real estate, please contact us. Hit those home runs and we will see you next time.